This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bentliff. Carlos Sava is with us again. Carlos, we were just having an interesting conversation before we hit record that I think is uh, relevant and timely, and I see it again and again and again, especially in small or mid-market businesses, especially in older uh, companies fitting in that same profile, especially in maybe family uh, businesses. And that is the ability to adapt to rate of change, which you dropped on me, uh, business velocity. So I love this idea. Let's dig into it. Let's unpack it. First of all, welcome. And how do you want to define this idea and introduce this concept of business velocity to our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Chris, great to be with you as always. Always love our conversations. Um, So I've I've noticed this in the companies that I've been working with, both uh, family held, as you mentioned, or uh, those that have private equity or or venture capital backing. Mm. And uh, a key difference in those that have that PE and venture capital backing is the velocity that those owners expect the business to change, adapt, and progress. So you you hit on uh, something very key, and that is that ownership can be a big determinant in how the velocity of the business, uh, the velocity that the business has, uh, that velocity creates momentum. And from that momentum, hopefully we can also create success. But simply to, to answer your, your question, what is velocity uh, in a business? It's the pace and the rate of change that the business is moving forward. Do you find that this is a challenge, this idea of business philosophy? Presumably, we move too slow or we are too slow to uh, adapt. First of all, do you do you find that that is I'm almost epidemic? Is that chronic? Uh, and two, for whom? Because there's some nimble, young, agile startups where that's like their whole their whole sort of model is built on, you know, Facebook's old uh, move fast and break stuff, which they've since abandoned. But other companies are are almost complacent from where I've seen from from what I've seen. Do you do you see that or where I guess talk to me through uh, talk, talk, talk me through kind of. How big of an issue is this? You said that you're seeing it a lot. You're hearing it a lot. Uh, is it is it really kind of rampant out there? Absolutely, especially within the the family run businesses that don't have the same cadence and and expectations that a venture capital backed firm or a private equity backed firm will be operating under. And and a good portion of that is the timing to exit that those PE and VC-backed firms are are looking to create value in a on the short end. They want it to be three to five. If if market cycle doesn't cooperate, they end up holding it for for five to ten. But what they want to do is accelerate the business, have it developing both from a a sales and an and an outward standpoint for growth, as well as internally the product or service that they deliver, and then the the infrastructure that supports that growth to come into to place more quickly to allow that growth. So 
relating back to to family businesses that often aren't trying to maximize a a result or reach an exit in three to five years, they can operate at a at a slower pace, and they don't necessarily have to if they uh, do the right things and and develop process cadence um, to get that uh, result and, and accelerate it and increase the velocity of the company. Well, I'm excited to dive into that. You've got some solutions in mind. But before we get to that, do you feel like um, this issue is almost insidious, meaning, especially in the family business, I didn't realize I was moving this slow. I just looked up one day and realized I was moving too slow. Or is it uh, trepidation? Is it a, a lack of initiative or aggression? Or what kind of causes this uh, slowdown in velocity? Am I aware that it's happening? Or am I just slow to act on what I know is happening? So I think it, it can be both. Um, I think you're going to have an, an encounter a variety of reasons of why businesses can't move quickly enough. I think you've got a an issue of like culture mm-hmm. being one and the challenge of this becoming a, a core value within some businesses um, to actually increase the velocity. You're going to have to put in processes. You're going to have to set expectations again, using that, that cadence word um, and bringing in another idea of EOS, which we partner very well with the entrepreneurial operating system being a, a framework that includes meetings setting priorities having accountability for those that can be very foreign to some mid-size or family family-owned companies and uncomfortable and until they work through and turn those meetings into productive sessions it can feel like a waste of time so setting that priority of why are we meeting every week to go over this it's because if we don't meet every week we would do this once a quarter and no change is going to happen if it's taking three months for this to get addressed rather than something that should have been addressed 11 weeks ago. Why, why do I need to address it? I'm I'm doing fine. My, my family's been in business for 50 years. What we're doing might not be for everybody, but it works out for us. Like, why is this a problem? Why is, why is this an increasingly urgent issue? Do you think? It depends what your goals and priorities uh, are for for the company. But high performing organizations, organizations that are going to become worth more, have less drama, uh, be better organized, um, are going to be doing things with a cadence and a structure so that the uh, velocity is increasing. And this this really can permeate and all through the business. Think of shortening your sales cycle. How many businesses do we talk to that have frustrations with, boy, it it would be really great if we could shorten this sales cycle. Instead of finding out six months later whether or not we won the deal, we've compacted our sales cycle to be 30 days. Or technology development, how long it can take for some of these products to get rolled out and and completed. Um, at the extreme, right, you mentioned Facebook. And in the early days, that's an, an innovation environment with very few regulatory hurdles, very little supply chain. I mean, it was a bunch of guys in a dorm room 
coding away, right? Well, that's the 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 most quick type of of business that that I can think of in terms of of innovation. Now, now take the exact opposite end of the spectrum, which would be auto development mm-hmm. and production. How long does it take for the auto companies to design a new car, arrange for all of the suppliers to have the specs and produce the the parts? set up and train a new manufacturing line to put it all together, roll out marketing and sales and training to all the dealers about the new vehicle. That's a multi-year process. Then you add in uh, another industry dynamic like regulation and how long it can take for certain things to get approved by the government. And you're operating in a very different paradigm than that tech company that's trying to churn out new product on a on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. I love this these illustrations, Carlos. And I I the one about automobiles especially resonates because we're in this sort of interesting era that doesn't come around often uh, in that industry where we're really adopting, you know, EVs and we're really adopting kind of electric. And I'm thinking of Tesla as you're sharing this, which I think is top of mind for many people when it comes to, you know, electric vehicles, but also innovation and also forward thinking. Yet Tesla's uh, design, their styling is a decade old now. They haven't really done new things. And the things that they say are coming uh, soon are, are years sort of behind. So even those companies that seem to have this at the forefront of their sort of uh, stature, can struggle to move with the sort of velocity that they want to. And I would argue, tell me if you agree with this, that this also impacts, you're kind of talking about sales cycles and the different areas of the company, uh, but also talent acquisition and retention. People want to work at companies that are vibrant and moving and are energetic and don't feel stale or stuck in their old ways or doing stuff that worked five, six, seven years ago, or even one, two, three years ago. Do you agree with that? Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com Absolutely. And as I think about talent, I've got a, a personal experience that happened within within the last within the last quarter and that was we were looking to hire somebody got passed around to wait for too many people to provide input and missed out on the candidate oh wow so the the idea of this cadence relating to all parts of the business even even talent acquisition is 100% true we are now communicating with candidates via text message we're we're expecting this instantaneous reaction. I mean, I, I've sent candidates text message after they walk out of the interview. You did great. Looking forward to following up. The formal, you're going to send a card through the mail, appreciate the time today. Those days are are over. The, the pace that we're operating in across the board is so much faster. 
Oh my gosh, this is just such valuable insight, Carlos. So let's talk about this cadence. You mentioned it a couple of times and I really want to dig into it because I love the problem solving. I love when we get can get sort of practical and tactical on what to do. So you mentioned EOS. Uh, some of us not, might not be familiar. Can you introduce us a little bit more to that and its benefits in this case? And And by cadence, you're talking about sort of a temporal activity around different things. You mentioned meetings or the sales cycle. So let's unpack that a little bit. How do we solve some of these problems to not just um, move with activities around uh, this idea of more velocity, but make it a behavior? How do we, as you said, culturally or institutionally start to change this stuff? Yeah, great question. Great segue, Chris. So as it relates to EOS, I think the the two keys there that we bring in from, from EOS is the entrepreneurial operating system is, is based on a book by a guy by the name of Gino Wickman and emphasizes a couple things. One is what is termed rocks, but really those are big organizational priorities. And the business's velocity needs to be tied to what are these rocks? What are these priorities for the company? Because you can get a lot of velocity, but if you're not spending your time on the right priorities, you're going to spin your wheels and you're not really going to get the the results despite working so hard and so fast to get things done. And you might even strike a lot of things off the to-do list, but they weren't weren't the big priorities that the company needs to be working on to address so that those goals are met. And those goals can be getting ready for an exit, increasing the value, delivering a, a a better product, retaining customers. I mean, we have certainly seen churn and and customer attrition be a uh, area of emphasis as the uh, economy is starting to become a little little less uh, stable than than it was a couple of years ago. Um, so that's just another uh, example of what why the prioritization from EOS matters. Those those rocks. Those rocks, um, can you share a little bit more about those? Because as as we hear, you know, the big things, I think there can be confusion that you mean the big parts of our value proposition. You know, we are customer centric or we are whatever. And that's not exactly accurate when we're talking in, in context of these rocks. Really, we're talking about what are the initiatives or the goals or the strategic sort of imperatives on our minds so that we can reach some sort of destination. They might be related to those other things, but they are the big things that we have in our vision. Is that accurate? Correct. And and to to use the idea of uh, these rocks and goals should be smart. Mm. I've heard of a, a smart goal, but it, it, it's going to include that it's uh, it can be measured, it is well articulated, and goes beyond a hyperbolic comment of we're the, the most customer-centric organization. Well, that should then have a way that you're measuring that. Yeah, prove it. Prove it right. So the the very uh, tangible example, especially if it's a more of a, a subscription business, is well, our customer retention should be at ninety five percent. Okay, that's a real a real goal that ties to being customer customer centric. You're proving that with your customers if you have a ninety five percent retention rate with them. So. Let's uh, so going back to EOS and this this cadence and and these goals of these of these rocks. The other element that that EOS is going to bring in 
is that cadence for meetings where every quarter and every year you're deciding what are the big goals that we as an organization want to have? What are we going to do in the near term to get closer to that goal? And how are we going to meet and collaborate and make decisions to get to those goals? And that can be a big quarterly planning session to determine across the business from sales to operations to to accounting and finance, what are the priorities? And then how do we work through that weekly or or even daily with, with huddles and less formal meetings of we just sometimes need time in front of another manager or another person within the organization to make decisions and talk through talk through issues. So huddles on a even daily basis are done by by many organizations so that people are informed, people are getting an answer that they need and then acting upon that rather than waiting for for somebody's email or for the next quarterly uh meeting. I love this and and I think an important point to make in this idea of huddles and these meetings is not more meetings for the sake of having meetings. There's an actionable outcome, right? At the end of these things where we met for some purpose so that we could advance this thing before we meet again. And we're not just sort of all saying, how's it going? But we're trying to get to a new place. And again, it comes back to this, we're moving with velocity. In order to do that, as you point out so well, what are we measuring so that we know that we're doing that? And then what are we doing so that we're moving forward, if that's regular touch points and, and however that's structured. And that's all part of this sort of mentality, right? A, a different way of structuring the uh, the business that we're doing so that we're moving towards something and not sort of spinning our wheels, as you pointed out, with the with the, the hire that you were looking for. We're just kind of slowly churning through stuff that's not going to. That's not going to get us to a new place of moving with alacrity, with with speed, with uh, moving in altitude and attitude, and not just moving for the sake of moving. Right? A- absolutely. Carlos Sava is a genius, and uh, dare I said it, and I'm so glad that you brought this to us today. And I feel like we've got piles more we could talk about this because this gets into the heart of how organizations are operating and what's getting in the way of high performance. Uh, as you pointed out, we're going to have a kind of a, a long, longer drill down on this, on the blog post, uh, that'll go with this with links and things like that. If you're curious about EOS and obviously Carlos and others are the people to talk about, if you are struggling with this, uh, idea of business velocity, Carlos, thank you so much. I really appreciate all the context that you gave us today and, and kind of this actionable insight on, on business velocity. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Chris. Take care. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.